Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories podcast. My name is Dr. Brandon Beck, and I am so excited for you to be here to join us today. This podcast was originally a live show that was aired across several different social media platforms. The goal of this show is to amplify the stories of amazing people, which serve as inspiration for your journey. Your story matters. It tells us who you are and who you want to be. Enjoy this opportunity to hear from these innovative thought leaders as they discuss what it means to unlock unlimited potential. If you are looking for an opportunity to connect further with me after this show, please visit brandonbeckedu.com to learn more about my speaking, coaching, consulting, and other offerings that are designed to help you and your organization find greater results in your journey. It is so great to be here with all of you. We have a very, very, very special guest today, Jillian Du Bois. She is the queen of hope, the queen of joy, in my opinion. So excited to have you here. Jillian, Jillian how are you doing today? Oh my gosh, I'm awesome. You know, that seeing that video, that was like the first time I've seen it from the beginning to the end, you probably add as the episodes go, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I got like a little teary. <laughs> Oh, oh nice. Girl. That's awesome. I get the same way. I get yes. so jacked up watching it. And the, the people that have come before you have laid the foundation. And I'm excited to add your your bits and pieces to the video as well. Wow. It's just, whoo, it's overwhelming, you know, but what a great journey. Like you said, I mean, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. It's been, uh, it's been quite a, quite a, a day. We were just talking about how crazy it is to get to run home from school and to get on and and do this show and and so thank you I got to thank you for being here we have a great show planned I'm excited to talk with everybody so let's just talk let's jump right in let's talk about you because that's what this is all about let's talk about you and your journey and and tell everybody a little bit about yourself um well I am a wife and a mom and I am a second grade educator here in the Tampa Bay area. So I'm a Bucks fan and a Lightning fan and a Rays fan. So any of you sports people know how well we did this year. And I just kind of have to continue that because it's just still exciting here in Tampa. So and warm. We're about 83 degrees today. So it's just beautiful here. I just love in life. So in Florida, I've been here about 30 years. I'm a native Texan, though. So Texas is in my blood, uh, but I love Florida. So warm um, weather as well. Yeah. It sounds like, and you're a yeah. Super Bowl. You're a Super Bowl champion. We got to yes. throw that out there. Yeah, yes, absolutely. yes, very exciting. Still very <laughs> exciting. So, and all the stores, they're still selling all the gear, and all the Tom Brady stuff is everywhere. Of course, so uh, it's funny. That's very a good funny. thing. That's a good thing. So awesome to hear. Sorry, I had to switch around. I had some issues with headphones and stuff like that. But anyways, let's talk. You know, I'm so excited to connect with you. I think it's been so cool how we've all found ourselves on this path together and how all of a sudden people start to become on the same path 
way. And, you know, so excited to see that you've landed at Codebreaker. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about, about that, a little bit about your journey of coming to Codebreaker and, and getting to Codebreaker and, and where that all came from. Because I know for you, it's quite a story. Yeah, it's an interesting story. So, I mean, you know, as as an educator, it was a difficult year last year. And it's still kind of, you know, like we're still in that pandemic era. So we're still there, but it was just such a shock last year. So coming home, having to teach remotely, it was a challenge. It was, but for me, I'm like, I have to keep busy. So teaching at home, teaching at school in a traditional classroom is one thing because you're always up, you're doing stuff, even your planning periods, you don't sit still. I mean, you are either cleaning or organizing or planning or doing something, eating, right? Or running up and down the stairs, keeping busy. So at home, I'm like, I've got all this free time. What am I going to do? You know, I have grown kids. I don't have anybody at home to keep me, you know, busy. So I thought, I'm just going to start looking into some professional development. And before I even thought that, I'm like, I'm just going to check up on my social media, see where I am. You know what? I haven't been on Twitter in a long time. So I jumped on Twitter and that was like the first step. That was like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden, I think it was one little chat and I thought, oh, it's an educational chat. How fun is that? I don't even know what this A1, A2, A3 thing is. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I'm just gonna lurk for a while. So I was a big lurker in Twitter. And all of a sudden, you just find that trail of people that you connect with. I did not never realize there was such a huge network of educators on Twitter. So that's all I follow, to be honest. Like I don't get into any of the like drama or whatever. I just want to follow educators and leaders. So um, in doing that, I was just inspired because I saw all these people who were writing books and doing this and doing that. And I'm like, I've always wanted to write a book. I've always wanted to write children's books. I have a few ideas that are, you know, deep down in my heart that were really social emotional for me personally that I wanted to get out there. So when I wrote something this summer, I kind of sat on it for a while and it was like around April or May that I wrote it. And I thought, well, I'm just going to send it off to a few publishers, see what happens. And I got a couple of really nice rejections, but you know how it is when you're rejected. It's like, okay, well, thanks. That must mean it's not very good. So I tweaked it a little bit, played with it. And I had um, just, I didn't even do anything else with it. I let it sit in my Google Drive for a while. And then I started school back up in August. We went back face to face and I had a sick day in October. And I thought, yeah, you know what? I'm home alone. I've got this sick day. What else am I going to do? I pulled up my Google Drive. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's my manuscript for my book. All right. You know what? I've seen all these other people talk about this code breaker. It has nothing to do with coding, but uh, I'll just, I'll send it in and see what happens. So that day on my sick day, I'm out on my lanai on the back porch, just having my coffee, my sick day, enjoying my sick day. I think it was more of a personal day, but don't tell anybody. Um, so, <laughs> and I sent it in and an hour later, I get an email from both Brian and Daphne that said, hey, this is awesome. We don't usually do this, but we want to offer you a contract right here and now. I'm like, okay, all right. So, wow. and there is one speed. We joke that there's one speed at Codebreaker and that is go. And <laughs> that's what happened. It started October 
and by November 28th, it was published. So, um, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Awesome. What a story. That's amazing for you. So are you saying that you didn't join any Twitter chats before the pandemic? No, I joined Twitter in, um, April. Wow. Yeah. I, we are like so similar. That is so interesting (laughs) to me. Isn't that crazy? So talk, I mean, like, think about that a little bit. It's been an inspiring place because I know, I mean, it, it looks like you've, when you go onto Twitter and you start to meet all of these people, you have no idea what their story is. You have no idea how long they've been on unless you really start digging, but you really have no idea. So it's funny, me, you know, we connected, God, long ago, like I would say probably like April or May we connected. And I think we came across each other on some Twitter chats. And it's funny that you say that because I was the same way. Like I didn't know, I had the same, I was like, why is there an A1 hashtag <laughs> chat? I was like, what? what is all this? And all of a sudden I started somehow randomly realized that they were Twitter chats as well. And it kind of saved my life uh, in education too, you know, especially, you know, talk about that. So you talk about some things that you gained from being in Twitter chats and being on connected in social media. And, and one thing that I've noticed about you is you rise by lifting others up. And I feel like that's something that you represent. Do you feel that that's a, that that's something that you kind of like to that you would say represents what you're you're going after in your social media work. Yeah, I would a hundred percent, probably a thousand percent, say that that is who I am. I, um, I am honestly probably would never guess it, but I am a total introvert by nature. Like being around a crowd of people physically, like gives me anxiety. Like I. I do not thrive on, (laughs) I do, I, it sucks. It drains energy out of me to go into a group of people and have to talk and socialize, but there is something different about learning remotely and thanks Fonz. Oh, (laughs) sweet thing. (laughs) Um, But there is something about being in that virtual world that you, there is that level of comfort and that level of confidence. And maybe it's just, it gave me exactly what I needed to dig down deep and reflect and to have a lot of introspection. I totally just changed. I changed as a person. I became happier. I became, I just dug down and I was like, here is, you know, I've always loved to to encourage and support people, but to actually now do it out loud. And, you know, I used to write little notes and, you know, put little notes and send things to people. But now it's like, no, I'm going to tell you what you need to be doing. I'm going to tell you what I think about you. I'm going to tell you this is, you are amazing. You know, it's just, it's so exciting to see people get, um, I don't want to say, because my words I don't want to say when I uplift someone, it's not a selfish thing. It's not a vain. Um, it's not out of vain ambition. It is truly, I just love to pour into people and I love to make people feel confident with who they are. And I think as teachers and educators, we want to do that anyway with our students. So to be able to do it with students, but then also your colleagues and your peers, there is just something really incredible about that. Um, that just fills your heart. 
And the more you do it, the more you want to keep doing it. And I think that's how really how Lives Seashells came about. It was, I want to tell my story because who knows, my story could help somebody else go through something that was as difficult as I've been through or, you know, those challenges, you know, it's like your quote about challenges. I mean, it gives us an opportunity to look inside and to grow and to share and to stretch with other people and embracing who we are um, as a person internally helps us to share with other people and encourage and support other people in so many ways. So um, we're all capable, you know, of becoming something greater and unlocking that unlimited potential. And that's what's I don't know. That's what I think we all have been doing as, you know, this group and our communities and our, um, I don't even want to say it's groups because it's really inclusive. It's not just a little click, you know, like we had in high school and college. It's everybody's included. Everybody's invited. You know, that's the cool thing. We're not shutting anybody out or saying you're not good enough. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's important too, right? When yeah. you're creating your professional learning network, like it's a, it's an open invitation, Right. I, you know, I, I love it. You know, I even say it in my book is I even write as you're reading this book, feel free to tag me, to tweet at me, to do whatever, because there is that whole idea of like you put all these words out there and as people start to read them and they have they have impact, you want like knowing that your work has impact on others is the reason we did it, you know, and you talk a little bit about your story and, and your story of how you kind of started in this place of frustration and used the challenge as an opportunity for growth. And instead of, we all could have sat back it, back in March and just stuck our head under the pillow and just laid down on the couch and said, I'm just gonna throw in the towel here and see what happens. And I think that's why to me, like being a, an educator during the pandemic has not only brought out so much in us as educators, but it's also brought out a lot in our students. And for us to be able to see, you know, the amount that these students have endured in the last year, like there's no other class that can say that. And I feel like that's, it's inspiring. And I feel like that's, you know, we rise by lifting up others is really, it keeps coming out everywhere that I see it. And I, and I love that you bring that out. So tell us a little bit about your story um, with Live With Joy and Live Seashells. I actually have the book. It's coming on Friday. I can't wait for it to get here. I thought it was going to be here by today so I could just show it, but I don't have it. But I'm so excited. There it is. There it is. You got to have that nearby yes. always. Yes. So talk to us a little bit about Live and the inspiration and the story behind it. You know, she's just a sweet um, little girl that loves going to the beach and she loves collecting seashells. And her, you know, her big thing is not collecting the perfect ones. Her, her passion and her compassion is to, you know, show empathy for those that are broken. So she goes to the sea seashore and she picks up the ones that are broken. Those are her favorite because she takes them back. She washes them off so carefully and she whispers words of affirmation and encouragement to them as only little Liv can do. And so it goes back. She's based on um, my sister and I lost my sister when she was 40 and to cancer. And my sister was Liv. My sister, her name was Lisa. 
Um, and Lisa's seashells didn't have the right ring to it. So I put live seashells because my sister is living through live. So that's where the name live came from. Um, but Lisa, my sister, she was live. She was that person who, um, not just with the broken seashells, that's just kind of like a metaphor, but she, she loved people. She loved anybody. But most of all, she loved people who um, were broken. She took people in under her wing who needed attention, who needed support, who needed some extra guidance. And she was always their cheerleader and always that person to empathize and to inspire. And until, I mean, the day that she passed, she was still doing that. And even after um, she passed, she's still there. I remember just people just saying, oh my gosh, I mean, your sister meant so much to me. Her relate, our relationship and our friendship is always going to live on in my heart. And I thought that's just the coolest thing. So when she passed, my niece was seven and my nephew was nine. So my niece didn't have a total, um, recollection of her mom. She didn't have, so I really wanted to write it for my niece and my nephew to have something to kind of tangible to go, this was my mom. Um, this is who my mom was. This is her personality. This was her character. She loved, she lived, she had joy and compassion. So that's basically why I wrote it. And it's just gonna keep living forever. So yeah, that's I'm really such excited. such an amazing, that's an amazing story. Oh, wow. Such an amazing, I'm, I'm choking up over here. I mean, you're going to, we're going to be like, we need boxes of tissues on this show, but that, I mean, you know what you're, you, you do it. You chose an opportunity and you used something in your life that you wanted to honor. And I just love that. I just think that's so amazing. Good for you. That's, and, and you, you also forget to tell everybody that you not only wrote the book, but you also are the illustrator of the book, which is also a story that I would like to hear. How on earth did you all of a sudden become an illustrator on top of it? Oh gosh, I've always loved drawing. I've drawn and painted and done a bunch of things. I've got an artistic family and I had an aunt who taught me how to watercolor and draw and use pencils. And it just, it's always been a hobby. Um, so it was funny when I came up with the manuscript, I actually called my aunt and I said, Hey, Casey, I said, I would love it if you would illustrate my book. And right away, she's like, absolutely not. I'm like, what? I'm like, why? I really would be honored if you do this for me. She's like, no, because you can do it yourself. So that just was like, whoa, I was like, okay. So I um, had never used anything digital before. I'd always used just watercolors and papers and ink, but I got a, an app, a Procreate app and an Apple pencil and a new iPad. And I just started doing digital drawings and paintings. So yeah. So in a week, I think I had like two weeks to get 30 illustrations done for Daphne and Brian. Um, <laughs> so you yeah. had the book written, but you <laughs> didn't have the illustrations. And then you had to all of a sudden become an illustrator and create this. Yeah. Which was really kind it. of neat because it was such an important part of the story because when you write a book that doesn't have very many words, you find that the illustrations tell the story. So Absolutely. even though there's some pretty rich vocabulary in it for being a children's picture book, but this the pictures really tell the story. Like in every little picture, 
um, there is a picture of a firefly. And um, the firefly just re represents the spirit of my sister. So in every picture, uh -huh. and I know for kids that are younger, you know, that can't read yeah. the story, they're, you know, their parents can read it to them and go, okay, let's look for the firefly, you know, so just kind of, it's, it's cool. So, and that was my aunt's idea to put that firefly in there. So <laughs> that is awesome. It is so awesome. Uh, the story keeps keeps getting better and better. So here's the question. I'm an elementary teacher. You're an elementary teacher. So how do teachers, how do you think that teachers can use this book in their work that they're doing with their students? I know there's probably multiple themes and multiple ways, but from the author herself, I'd love to hear it from you. Yeah, so there are a lot of themes and it's really cool. My kids actually are like our media specialist. She actually took time to have my kids write reviews it was the cutest thing. I wish I had, I think it's in my other room, but they wrote a book of reviews. So it was really cute. Um, all the things that they liked about it and gave it five stars and all this, some of them gave it a thousand stars. It was really fun. But um, I think teachers can use it in the classroom at pretty much any age. I know at my school, I think kindergarten through fifth grade is using it. And it's just that social emotional piece of finding compassion and showing kindness, which is so important right now anyway. Today is anti, I think, nas uh, na National Anti-Bullying Day. So uh, it was a perfect opportunity. I know we reread re it in class again today, just about, you know, showing that empathy piece and that side of us that is in there, you know, that everybody has compassion, everybody has joy, but it's a discipline. We have to work at it. It's not something that comes natural to us. It does for a little live here, um, but, and there's lots of, there are lots of pieces of it that, um, you can expand on and extend with the vocabulary and, um, with the pictures, you know, what do you think? There's a lot of predicting, inferring, questioning pieces that can go along with it too. So it's a good idea. Maybe I'll throw in some, uh, discussion questions someday. That's a, I mean, think about that. Well, people can just reach out to you and yeah. you can start the book club, right? I yeah. think that's what needs to happen. <laughs> I mean, we, we all know we can reach you at your, your handle there and they can reach out. And we know that you are a, a spirit of joy in yourself. Yeah. And we know that you will be very helpful to help others. And, and I love the story. I can't wait to get my hands on it. I can't wait to use it. It's funny. I actually, when I go to the beach, we, uh, my, my kids and I, we look for heart rocks. So we go to this beach and it's covered with stones. And we look for stones that are shaped like hearts. And so we put them all, I have like buckets of these rocks at my house. And I actually gave them to my students this year. But it's interesting, you know, like you find some that are like perfect. And then you find some that are kind of, but it's all in the way you look at it, right? It's all that perceptive piece that you're talking about. And sometimes it might look like a rock, but when you move it and you change it, it, it looks more like a, a heart than you think, but you really have to think about it. And it's about seeing the love, seeing the joy, seeing what you're talking about. I, I love the idea behind the story. And it sounds, it sounds like something that is 100,000% needed now more than ever. Um, and I can't wait to dive in to Liv's story. And, and we gotta we gotta thank a few people, but we gotta one thing we do in this episode is we dedicate each episode to a person who is unlocking unlimited potential in all whom they serve. And we are going to dedicate it to this guy right here. 
This is Brian Aspinall. We get a big round of applause for Yay! me and you for him, right? So <laughs> I just I just love this picture I, I, that he has here. And, um, you know, Brian, for all of you, if you're living under a rock and you don't know, Brian <laughs> is the CEO and founder of Codebreaker Inc. He is an amazing guy. You can see all his connections there. You can become one of his followers if you're not following. I think everybody follows him already, but he's he's an awesome guy. We were so lucky to cross paths with him. And, and just like you, my story is very similar in the fact that, you know, when the when the proposal went to him and he called me up, there was nothing more. It was so productive. And it was, I had no doubt about joining with Codebreaker because he had such an amazing story. And I actually remember him telling me a story about one of the other writers that he had talked and he was actually choking up telling me about one of the other writers and their story because the story was so inspirational. And I was like, this guy just gets it. And I, so it was so exciting to be a part of that. And I'm so glad, you know, that I've gotten onto this. And it's so funny and interesting that like all of the people, a lot of the people like yourself and Lindsay and we were all connected in this weird kind of like cyberspace kind of way. And then all of a sudden we all end up, end up as authors at the same organization. It was kind of like divine intervention, you know? Absolutely. So I'm it's sure all, you have a few all, things to say about Brian yeah, as well. <laughs> it's just, you know, he's just such an authentic soul. I mean, it's not like he's not, Oh I, yeah, this will bring in money. This will, you know, it's not, it, I don't feel like that. I never got that thing from him that it is all about building his empire. I feel like it is truly, he loves seeing people get to tell their story. And that's what drew me in. I read Codebreaker and I went, oh my gosh, he was so vulnerable and so open to share his story. And then, you know, then you read Frank's story and you read Chad's story and you read your story and you read all of these stories and these people I mean, that's what life is all about. So Brian is all about, let's just share life together. Let's yeah. just, there's no shame in it. There's no regret. We're all just here on earth sharing space together and let's, you know, let's do it. So. And I think it's interesting too, because you start to, you realize that there's these education publishing outlets out there and they're publishing educators and we're reading about educators, but you don't really know anybody until you read their book. Yeah. Like that's like, to me, that's been like the greatest thing. It's been like reading, you know, I, as soon as I joined with Codebreaker, I read, um, I read Darren Peppard's book. I read, um, you know, I, I read Mike's, Michael Hines book. And all of a sudden I felt like they were my best friend yeah. because I was like, we're part of the same group. And now I know your book and now I know who you are. And now I know what your purpose is. And we're all tied together. And there, there's something about, you know, obviously there's your New York Times bestsellers out there and there's those kinds of books and we mm -hmm. all love and we all read those books. There's a possibility you'll never get a chance to meet any of those authors. But yeah. the thing is with what I love about being able to read other educators books is that not only can I read the book, I can also reach out to that, that educator and speak to them and talk to them and send them a message and grow with them and learn from them instantly. And so I just, I think that's important about this whole process. And even, you know, with children's books, writers like yourself and Daphne and others, I think that there's that, there's that beautiful thing about sharing our work, but also what our, we're sharing our work is because we, we are really trying to unlock unlimited potential 
in others. So that brings me to my next question for you, all right? So I ask this to everybody. Can you finish this <laughs> sentence? What does it mean to you? Unlocking unlimited potential means. Unlocking unlimited potential means that I understand that I am enough and that I can and I will. And that is without regret, without anything, having any shame from the past, without being able, I don't want to erase anything that I've been through, anything that I that has happened to me because it's all happened for purpose. So I think that just, I'm enough. I am enough. Exactly where I think I you're am. more than enough. Exactly. You are more <laughs> than enough, my friend. You are more than enough. And that, that's the thing. I think you're absolutely correct. The journey towards unlocking unlimited potential, it begins with us yeah. identifying what you just said right there. And if we don't believe that, and if our students don't believe that, then we need to be doing something differently, right? There's something we're not doing correctly if we're in a space where we are not feeling like we can you know, light the world on fire. And I love that. I love that you said that. So Jillian, you have so many amazing things going on. You have some other projects going on too, as well. I know that you're, you're not just, you, you didn't, you started with live, but you have so many other things going on. What are some other things you have going on? And also how can people keep up and keep in contact with all the great things you have going on? Yeah. So no. So, um, road to awesome, a journey for kids. Um, Darren Papard and I are collaborating on that and that will be out probably in April. Uh, live Two, <laughs> live has a sequel that'll be out hopefully by the fall with code breaker. Um, but I can be found on Twitter. There's my handle right there. Jillian Dubois.com. I, you know, I just, I love hearing from people. I love being a part of Voxer groups. We've, we're in a book group together right now. I'm Brandon for Darren's book. And oh my goodness. I mean, y'all, as much as you can get involved and as much as you can just be with other people who are like-minded and who are so passionate and fired up, do it, you know, say, oh, I don't have time. Yeah, you do. You know what? Listen to it on your commute to work in the morning, on your way home or when you're jogging or whatever. But there is no excuse to not be connected to somebody that's going to inspire you and help you on this journey. Absolutely. We all rise yeah. by lifting up others. That's yeah. one thing I have completely learned from you, my friend. So we have so many amazing things going on here for yeah. yourself. Codebreaker as well. I'm going to run through a couple upcoming things we have going on. So you see the scrolling ticker at the bottom of the screen right now. In celebration of the two-month anniversary of Unlocking Unlimited Potential, you can head on over to my website, brandonbeckedu.com. We have special price items, t-shirts. Check out that t-shirt. It is a special price and it is also free shipping. So get on over there. You can also get autographed copies of the book. We also have a, you just talked about a Voxer book club that's happening right now that we are both participating in because we're always trying to continue to grow. And we have an author's book club that's going on right now, but there is one coming up and it begins very, very soon. There it is right there. It is a book study that is being done by Mentor Roundtable. You can find that information. It's starting up on Monday is our live kickoff. You can find that information on my website, brandonbeckedu.com as well. 
If you are interested, the Codebreaker Lounge has been on fire. I know that we are both involved in it. Fridays at 10 a.m. This is completely free to join. It is ran by Matthew jo Joseph. And there is so many other people, not just Codebreaker people in this organization. It is an awesome place to just connect and meet other amazing, influential, inspiring educators. Tonight, we have the Empower Half Hour, your fastest half hour with my good friends, Darren, Frank, and Bradley Skinner. And also, last but certainly not least, the next show that we will be having our next unlocking unlimited potential story <laughs> show is going to be sunday this week sunday 7 p.m my special guest is the one and only darren peppard and we have an amazing special surprise announcement that is something that is going to be pretty awesome for educators that we've been working on and we are super excited to launch it and talk to you about it so, so many great things coming, so many th great things happening. It was so great for you to be here, Jillian. I, I totally appreciate your story. Your story is super inspiring. I had to grab the box of tissues a couple of times, but <laughs> I appreciate you for unlocking unlimited potential in all whom you serve. Thank you have you. any parting notes, any parting words for anybody out there? <laughs> Uh, thank you. Thank you for what you do for educators and for all of us too, because um, unlocking unlimited potential is, you know what, that's those are three words that I don't think I ever used before in my entire life. So keep inspiring, keep helping us to listen and learn and stretch and grow together. So thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. And so remember everybody out there, the journey towards unlocking unlimited potential begins with us and continue to educate with passion. Have an awesome day, everybody. Have a great week. Take care now.